The Journey Hometown Journal. Here at the end of July, we've had the highest case numbers that we have seen in quite some time. Welcome to the Hometown Journal. I'm Mark Edwards. This morning, we're going to get an update on COVID-19 cases in the Central Virginia Health District. Our guest is Dr. Carrie Gately, the director of the Central Virginia Health District as part of the Virginia Department of Health. Well, Dr. Gately, first of all, thank you so much for being with us today to give us an update on where we are in the district regarding COVID-19 and then available vaccines. So let's talk a little bit about the current number of COVID-19 positivity cases in the district. Where do we stand on that? Well, uh, today, unfortunately, we're not standing nearly as well as we were just a few weeks ago. For example, we had uh, 97 cases of COVID reported today. To find another day in which we had that many cases or near that many cases uh, reported in one day, I have to go back to February the 17th, uh, where we had 102 cases reported on that day. That's kind of a, a one point, one, one snapshot of time. The other thing that I'm looking at, of course, is our graphs of uh, seven-day average number of cases and population rates and so on and so forth. And they're all showing the same thing, and that is that we leveled out in June, so in the middle of June, and we're getting a few cases each day uh, for several weeks there. We were just being very steady, and then the cases started going up July 4th. Now we're at the point that I just described here at the end of July where we had the highest uh, case numbers that we, that we have seen in quite some time. When you say cases, just so people are clear, that does not mean that those are all hospitalizations, correct? Correct, correct. These are, are just people that have a positive lab test. How does that compare, Central Virginia, how does that compare to the rest of the state? Well, if you look at the dashboards that VDH maintains and you look at a map of the state, I'm looking at a map here that's called the seven-day sum of cases per 100,000. Uh, this is a metric that's become important recently because that's the metric that Dr. Walensky with the CDC has been referring to. Uh, with regard to masking recommendations. And it looks like, it, well, it's uneven in the Central Virginia Health District. For example, I have three counties, Appomattox and Amherst and Bedford, who are all in the high transmission, high level of transmission category, whereas Lynchburg uh, and Campbell County are still in the substantial transmission category. And the, and the break-off or the cutoff there is 100 cases per 100,000 for seven days. I will point out, however, that even uh, Lynchburg and Campbell, Campbell's at 98.2 and Lynchburg's at 92.5, so those localities are still just right under the transition zone from substantial to high, tra- high levels of transmission. Looking around us, there's kind of a belt, it looks like, of high transmission that goes from Buckingham through the counties I mentioned over to Botetourt, down through Roanoke County, so on and so forth. South of us, they're doing pretty well, they're mostly in, in the uh, substantial transmission zones, and some counties are, are even lower than that. So I, I'm not sure what explains that, but um, part of the district is, is worse than other parts of the district. It's not consistent even within the district. So what are some of the factors then that would contribute to that? Uh, we've had the mask restrictions lifted, and people are getting back together in larger groups. Well, it, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, just looking at those numbers, it's going to be very hard to tell. And we are still doing, of course, our case investigation. 
and our contact tracing and our outbreak investigations as, as well. And once again, there have been a mul multitude of factors. Um, certainly what you mentioned, as people have relaxed as we've gotten out from under the executive orders and mask mandates, so on and so forth, people obviously have been getting out, getting together more, getting into crowds more. That certainly could add to this. The other thing that I think we're seeing in our case investigations is, of course, this is a time of year that people really like to travel and have gatherings. And so uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we're not going to find that a lot of these cases may have been associated with travel, either people taking trips out of the state or people receiving visitors from out of the state. Uh, but uh, either way, I think that's probably a factor. What concerns do you have as schools begin to reopen, even though a number of colleges have taken those precautions and are asking faculty and students to be vaccinated? Well, I look at our, our vaccination map for the Central Virginia Health District. And what I see, uh, and there are, of course, several ways that we're looking at this. You look at the rate of fully vaccinated people per 100,000, mm -hmm. and you can tease that out by the population or the adult population. I like to use the percent of adult population vaccinated because that's the best defined. And in no instance in any of my localities is that rate over 50%. Fully vaccinated adults, I think the it, it's hovering there. It's 48.3, for example, in Amherst, and uh, 49.3 in Bedford. Uh, Lynchburg's figure, unfortunately, is 42.4. And so even for the adults, without talking about the, the kids, you know, we don't have enough adults vaccinated. And uh, if you start including the population that would include the children, those rates are even lower. And... The concern that that causes, what that means to me, is that there are still substantial populations of susceptible people or susceptible hosts for the Delta variant of, uh, of the SARS-CoV-2 virus. And this is a very infectious variant, as, as we're hearing now and as we're starting to see evidence now of that. You couple that with the fact that people are getting back together and maybe not masking and not distancing anymore, it's, a, it's really an open field for the virus uh, at, at this point. There, there's there are plenty of hosts, plenty of people to infect who do not have natural or vaccination immunity. And I'm afraid any time you present this virus with an opportunity like that, you're just going to see outbreaks and you're going to start seeing a lot of cases. Obviously, there, there are different solutions to that, and, and for the uh, adults and for the college-age students, so on and so forth, obviously vaccination uh, is, is the greatest solution for that. But there's still a lot of school kids that are not eligible for vaccination yet because of their age. We're going to have to look at about, about what can go on there and what we should be doing in that population as well. You're listening to the Hometown Journal, and our guest this week is Dr. Kerry Gately, the director of the Central Virginia Health District as part of the Virginia Department of Health. And if you would like more information, up-to-date information on COVID-19 data, you can visit the Virginia Department of Health website. That's vdh.virginia.gov. Back with more of the Hometown Journal in a minute. In a world where we're all connected, sometimes we feel disconnected. But with the My Journey FM mobile app, you can experience hope and encouragement whenever, wherever. Isn't that cool? Engage with your favorite Journey artists and music. See what song just played. Find out what concerts and hometown events are in your area. Get connected. Lately, I've been listening to it almost every day. The My Journey FM mobile app. 
Download it today in your app store. Now back to more of the Journey Hometown Journal. Mark Edwards back with you as we look at the recent data for COVID-19 cases in the Central Virginia Health District. Our guest this morning is Dr. Carrie Gately, the director of the Central Virginia Health District with the Virginia Department of Health. Dr. Gately, regarding this new Delta variant, are we seeing any Delta variant cases in the Central Virginia area yet? We do. Okay. We've had four. Four cases so far. Talk a little bit about the difference between the Delta variant along with the symptoms compared to what we already know of COVID-19, what most of us have become familiar with. Without getting too technical, I would say that the, quote, success, close quote, uh, of the Delta variant uh, of its mutations is that it produces a lot more virus per infected cell. Uh, you know, it's still doing what a virus does. It's hijacking a, a person's cells and, and taking over the protein mechanisms, the, the productive mechanisms of that cell and making copies of virus, which are then released out uh, when the cell ruptures. The Delta variant somehow seems to be very much more efficient at that process than, say, the Alpha variant, what we started out with last year. And so what that means ultimately at more macro level is that typically when a person is infected with the Delta variant of SARS-CoV-2, they're making a lot more virus. And that means when they are coughing or sneezing or, or whatever else, they are expelling a lot more virus, perhaps than a person who was infected with the Alpha variant. So when we, we say it's more infectious, that it, there are some probably other factors that are associated with that, but that's got to be one of the main factors, in my opinion, for why the Delta variant spreads. Dr. Gately, for individuals who have not been vaccinated yet, I wanted to give you an opportunity to address one of the concerns maybe that they have, and that is we've seen these stories where somebody has been vaccinated, but yet they still tested positive for COVID. Well, I'd like to um, encourage everyone in this situation really not to approach it as something that's all or nothing. Uh, any more than we would approach anything in medicine. I really don't know if much of anything we do in medicine that is 100% effective. Guaranteed results, depending on a person's genetics and risk factors and all sorts of other things, you're going to have different experiences from person to person as far as vaccination, either with this vaccine or any of the vaccines uh, that we give. So just because you've heard that it didn't work as well in a, a neighbor, let's say, doesn't mean that it'll work the same way for you. It probably will work better for you. So the idea is, yes, there are some breakthrough cases. You do see some breakthrough cases. What you don't see is those individuals very frequently being hospitalized in the same way that you see unvaccinated cases being hospitalized. And certainly you don't see the death rates in people that are vaccinated as opposed to people who have not been vaccinated and developed COVID. So there are some, there are some good reasons even if the vaccine is not perfect to be vaccinated. And I also really encourage people to really think realistically about risks and benefits and, and, uh, and the trade-offs that are involved in this. I, I know that a lot of people, for example, they tell me that they uh, don't want to feel bad after getting the shot. They've heard people say, well, you know, I got the shot, and after the first one or after the second one, you know, I, I felt pretty bad maybe had to miss a day of work or something like that. Obviously, most of us are not going to seek out that sort of experience. Uh, 
but you have to weigh the fact that, yeah, you know, the needle might hurt a bit, and yeah, you might feel a little rough after uh, after one of your doses, but then you really have to compare that to how you might feel if you get COVID. Now, if you get COVID, you might have a mild case, uh, or you might have a case that puts you in the hospital on a ventilator. So, you know, weighing the risks, the risks of the vaccine are much less than the risk of the natural infection and the inconvenience and annoyance of the vaccine much less than the inconvenience and annoyance of actually being in the hospital with COVID. And I'd like for people to just kind of, you know, take that balanced view, balanced approach uh, to the risks and the benefits of being vaccinated versus not being vaccinated, not getting COVID versus getting COVID. And along with being vaccinated, it still applies uh, what we heard early on with COVID to make sure that your personal hygiene, you're taking care of that, you're washing your hands, these kind of things. And the thing that we're looking at, of course, that's been in great discussion this week is the fact that you can be vaccinated and you can become infected with the natural or the wild SARS-CoV-2 virus, the the Delta variant especially. You can be infected and actually you can feel ill and you can become infectious, meaning you can be shedding virus and being able to infect others. So you just have to take that into account. So, uh, for example, uh, we were really working to establish last year, if you are feeling ill, if you're not feeling well, don't go to work. Uh, You know, don't go out in the crowd if you're not feeling well. Well, you know, that ought to still apply. And, of course, I'm always encouraging people to observe good hand hygiene and keep keep washing those hands. But also the other thing to think about is we're we're really not out of the woods yet. I hear people referring to what we're doing post-pandemic. We are not post-pandemic. There are cases all over the world. There are cases cropping up all over the world. We're still very much in a technical pandemic. And unfortunately, we're seeing these case numbers go up. So it might be a good idea to think back to what all we were doing during the the heyday of the pandemic as far as social distancing and watching uh, crowds and checking on ventilation and even masking and say, might it be time, might it be prudent for me to think about doing summer, all of those things again. This is the Hometown Journal, and our guest this week is Dr. Carrie Gately, director of the Central Virginia Health District. And if you would like more information on the latest COVID-19 cases in Virginia, you can visit the Virginia Department of Health website. That's vdh.virginia.gov. Back with more in a minute. Your mobile device can do a lot of things. Text, post your latest selfie. Ooh, I like that one. Keep track of all your followers, if you have that problem, and keep you connected to Kenny and Brittany on the morning journey when you download the latest Journey podcast. Take the morning journey with you. Just search My Journey FM on the Apple Podcast app and on Spotify. Now back to more of the Journey Hometown Journal. Mark Edwards back with you as we continue to update you on COVID-related cases in the Central Virginia District. Our guest this week is Dr. Carrie Gately, the director of the Central Virginia Health District. Dr. Gately, right before the break, we were talking about vaccinations. For those individuals who have not yet been vaccinated, what are some of the medical conditions, why an individual should not be vaccinated, or at least check with their physician first before getting vaccinated? Well, if uh, a person has had a known true uh, allergic reaction to any of the components of any of the vaccines, 
then that is a, a medical contraindication. Now, that can be a wide range of things, and some things, uh, some reactions that people think of as an allergic reaction aren't really a, a life-threatening allergic reaction. And so if someone says, well, I got a flu shot and my arm got sore, I may be allergic to vaccines. No, that's an expected effect of getting practically any vaccine. Uh, on the other hand, if you know you got some vaccine and uh, they had to give you epinephrine and you know you started having trouble breathing, well, you know that's pretty serious. But even in that situation, I would say consult with your physician, consult with your caregiver on on that, just to make sure that um, maybe you're not overreacting to the to what are common and mild symptoms, and get their advice. Now, obviously, if your caregiver says, nope, nope, you're allergic, then uh, uh, the vaccine is going to be a no-go for you, and uh, you know, we're going to have to do, all of us are going to have to do the best we can to take care of our neighbors. And regarding the vaccines, it's readily available throughout the district. There's no area, no region that uh, does not have enough uh, vaccines. That's correct. The websites that we've been maintaining, vaccine.gov, got plenty of sites. A lot of those, uh, of course, are, are pharmacies. We still uh, are making appointments here at the Lynchburg Health Department uh, for vaccine and, uh, and are still vaccinating, uh, I think announced like Tuesdays and Thursdays. We, we've had not much demand lately, and so we scaled back the clinics. But it's certainly, we have the vaccine. It's certainly here, and anybody that's interested in it, we can get them vaccinated. I think my main point, the main thing I wanted to emphasize is kind of remember saying this maybe last year, and I'm going to have to say it again this time. I know we're done with COVID. I know we are so finished with COVID and the masks and everything else, but COVID is not finished with us yet. Uh, and so it's a little bit early to be declaring victory and giving up all of our, our, our personal protection measures, our containment measures. So I would encourage everybody to stay tuned because the situation is pretty fluid right now. Well, we thank Dr. Kerry Gately of the Central Virginia Health District for being our guest this week. The Central Virginia Health District is part of the Virginia Department of Health. And again, their website is vdh.virginia.gov. I'm Mark Edwards. Thank you for joining us for the Hometown Journal. You've been listening to the Journey Hometown Journal. If you're a part of an organization or know of one in the communities we serve and would like to be considered as a guest, please make your request at myjourneyfm.com, email office at myjourneyfm.com, or call 800-424-9594. The Hometown Journal is a presentation of The Journey.